Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Dave Kovar and I'm your host and I'm super excited about this podcast. It's called Don't Future Worry and uh, this is something that probably all of us to one degree or another have done, right? And maybe continue to do. And and it's bottom line is, is we worry about the future. Some things we worry about that are within our control and others, well, they're not so much. I'm reminded about something I heard uh, Mark Twain. I didn't hear Mark Twain say this, by the way, but I read that Mark Twain had said this. How's that sound? I'm old, but I'm not that old. And that is, I've been through some terrible things in my life, some of them which actually happened. And, you know, he was so right. How many times have I worried about something completely beyond my control to the point of losing sleep? Too many times for sure. And hopefully, you know, I, I've worried future, I've future worried less now that I'm a little older, I guess. It's not that I don't worry anymore. I still do. It's just that now I do a better job of compartmentalizing my worries. Now, I'm reminded one time my mom told me when I was expressing concern over some issue long forgotten. And she said, son, things are almost as never as bad as they seem. You'll get through it. I promise you. And she was right. And how many times was she right? A lot, right? Virtually every time. And now certainly there's going to be exceptions. Bad stuff could happen and you could die, right? But all in all, if you look back on the challenges that you've faced in your life, chances are you've come out the other side and in most cases better off because of them, right? Now, it's easy to intellectualize this and objectify, but when you're in the heat of the moment, man, it's really challenging. So kind of in this podcast, what I wanted to do is I wanted just to kind of throw a bunch of ideas out at you of ways that you could, if you tend to future worry, you know, things that you might be able to do to, uh, you know, to kind of deal with those. Now, so first off, I, I wanted to talk about... Uh, prophylactics versus therapeutics, right? And that's using a lot of different manners. And one thing we're talking about is, is that's avoidance. That's, 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 uh, uh, doing things to avoid an issue before they happen, right? And so there's several things you can do to minimize your worry, right? So first and foremost is, you know, I have a quote that I say when I'm teaching class often with my students. I'll say, where are we? And the answer is here. That's the answer. What time is it now? And, you know, anytime we can be in the here and now, then what that does, that virtually eliminates any worry because worry is what we're doing is we're thinking about the past or thinking about the future. And anytime we're in the present, man, we minimize that, right? So I want you to imagine that you are, you know, going to drive from Los Angeles Angeles to uh, uh, New York City, and uh, you know you've you've got a map in front of you. Now, what are you doing? Well, you're you're paying attention to the road right now, right? You're looking at the next exit. You're paying attention to the short term. You're not wondering, gee, I wonder if the bridge is going to be out when I get to St. Louis. I wonder if I'm going to find a hotel uh, when I get to Connecticut. You know, those aren't things that you're. By the way, is Connecticut on the way to New York from Los Angeles? I may have passed it, but you guys get the idea, right? In other words, you were you you, you kind of focus on what's in front of you right now, and and assuming that you do that and you and, and you've made sound decisions based on you know uh, on on logic and, and research then chances are you're going to minimize the risk of things to worry about in the first place now intellectually I get that and you get that but sometimes emotionally you have a hard time we have a hard time dealing with that so a few other things to be thinking about um, and that is it kind of along the same lines is that uh, one of the things that many people will tend to do is they will worry about things that are completely uh, uh, out of their control, and part of that it might be that that uh, they're they're really surrounding themselves in the wrong environment, or, or or exposing themselves to the wrong things. For example, if you have the tendency to worry about uh, the, you know what's going on in the world, now I'm not saying you you put your hang your head in the sand and not be mindful of of what's what world events certainly, but there's some sources that are better than others, right? And uh, research shows that you're better off instead of watching the news, reading from a really good reliable source, because when you watch the news, the 
sensationalism, you know, will draw you in. And, and, and so the bottom line is nobody does any good for watching the news for three hours. That doesn't make you a, a happier, less worrisome person. So can you minimize that or eliminate that? Now, the next thing I think that's really important to do is actually, you know, don't uh, sometimes it, the tendency is to beat yourself up because you worry about things. And the reality is that doesn't help. Now you're worrying about the fact that you worry about things and that just can maximize it. So if you tend to worry about things, hey, all right, so be it. All right. But maybe give yourself a specific time with which you do that. Maybe you allow yourself every morning from 10 to 11, you can worry about things. Right. And then after that, you're done worrying. Now, easy to say, hard to do. Right. It's not that easy. But guess what? Rituals and routines and habits can be very effective. And if you have kind of a set time that you, okay, this is my time to worry, this is my time to vent, it's amazing what can happen. It's amazing how over time you can discipline yourself to kind of save your worry. Now when thing comes up and you're worrying about it, what happens is is uh, uh, you remind yourself, oh yeah, that's right, I'm going to worry about it tomorrow morning. I've got time. So it, it, it literally can be very effective when you compartmentalize that worry. Uh, so the, uh, the next line, the bottom line along this is that, you know, what healthy habit or cause can you just throw yourself into and consume you? So for me, I've got a lot of them, right? So if I'm stressed out over stuff, uh, man, martial arts, of course, exercise does it. Martial arts, you know, gardening, those things do it well for me. Uh, however, on the top of the list would be martial arts. And for right now, the top of the list, would that be some kind of live training, sparring or jujitsu is incredible for this, right? You worry about stuff where you step out on the floor and you... You, you slap hands with an opponent next for the next 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, and uh, you're not thinking about anything. And what that does is that when you're consumed full on with something, it allows you a little time to get a break and get perspective and to kind of zero base and, and start over again. And, and that, that's just one option. It could be anything, right? I mean, uh, you know, a really intense workout can do it. Um, I, I tend to be, when I go for a run, I don't. Um, some people might find it really valuable. They might listen to tunes, which I'm, I'm not saying is right or wrong. For me, I try to just totally be in the moment. And I try to really absorb the nature. That seems to work the best for me. Okay, But other people, it might be uh, might be art. But something that totally consumes you that's healthy. And, and man, I'll tell you what, after that, the bottom line is everybody feels uh, better. So number next, other things you can do is that this is, seems very cliche, but it's so true. Man, deep breathing and as in meditation can be incredibly effective. And uh, yeah, whatever you might call it, there's a, a great quote, and it goes like this, concentrate on your balance, lose your upset, concentrate on your upset, lose your balance. And it has to do with how uh, physical balance and emotional upset are like oil and water. They don't mix. When you become emotional, your balance isn't as good. And so the bottom line is, is it one type of meditation that is really powerful to kind of get yourself centered? And, yeah, I call it the, the shoe tying meditation, right? And and it really it kind of realigns me as I simply pick one foot up off the ground and I attempt to take my shoe off I untie it first if you know and then put it back on and retie it and that little time there that's a type of meditation okay or it might be a, a traditional whatever it might be a moving meditation uh, you know a seated meditation the zazen um, but the, the bottom line is is where you're really mindfully trying to to focus on by the way the, the whole thing with meditation is in theory is that when meditating, you're not trying to think about anything. But the only way to think about nothing is to try to think about something and focus on that one thing. So that's the, the, thus a mantra or breathing or a sound of some kind that can really do that. Uh, so 
Hopefully so far we've got a couple ideas that you might work with. Here's another thing that I think is incredibly just, it, it's so uh, um, well, like obvious, but sometimes we forget about it, is that to understand that sometimes when you write the worry down, what happens is, is that it makes it way less powerful, especially if you're holding on to this and you're trying to remember, like maybe it's the end of the evening and you're worrying about all the stuff that maybe you got to do the next day, right? And, and, and so what happens is if I can just get in the habit of taking and, and jotting down my concerns what that does, that allows me that to then kind of kind of take them out of my head and look at them and set them aside. And then I make and save that for my, my hour of the, then allow myself to worry the next day. So bottom line is, is, is that's another strategy that works incredibly, is incredibly effective for many people. So some other things that really can make an incredibly big difference is actually sleep deprivation can maximize, magnify your, your, your desire or your, your worry. Okay. So are you getting enough rest? That can make a big difference. Dehydration is linked to irritability and and depression and worry. So one of the things is, as I say that, I'm reaching over to grab my glass of water here. Is that you might just? By the way, I don't think you're you're massively worried about things. You take a you know 12 ounces of water, you're instantly going to be happy. But the the concept is on a regular basis, can you stay hydrated? And that sometimes it can take the edge off. In my experience, it's usually a combination of a lot of the things that we're talking uh, we're, we're focusing on. Um, the next one that is really, I think, super powerful is understand the difference. When you are you problem solving, or are you just plain worrying? So there's a time to be spent. If you have an issue coming up, right? Let's say you're worried about your job. You know, you're concerned that you're going to continue the job. Now, if you, uh, there's a couple different ways that we can do this. I can think, oh man, I'm going to lose my job, and I can focus on all of the things that might happen if I lose my job and how terrible life will be and what's going to happen in two years from now and five years because of that. Next thing you know, you guys, you can go down a really slippery slope, right? And so that would be worrying. But problem solving would be you're concerned about your job. And so you might ask yourself a couple different questions. Okay. One of the questions, instead of worrying about what's going to happen when you lose it, you could, you could instead frame the question. Because the quality of your life is in direct relationship with those questions you ask yourself, right? Uh, yeah, frame the, do it so, frame the question so that it focuses on a solution. So, for example, I'm worried about my job. I can think to myself, all right, uh, I'm worried about my job. What can I do tomorrow that will ensure, give me the maximum chance of maintaining my job? What can I do to really show this company that I'm worthy of continuing with my employment? See, what happens, you may or may not come up with an answer, but you're way more likely to come up with an answer if that's what you focus on because you're really focusing on solutions. Or uh, it might be, uh, okay, if I do lose my job, how can I maximize the situation? How can I benefit from that? What is my next move that's going to allow for the best future for myself and my family? See, that's now a powerful question. You let your unconscious you know, kind of chew on that, and guess what? Good stuff is, is more likely to... to uh, 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 what evolves. So that's not worrying. That's problem solving. And there's a place for that. If you've got a sincere issue, you first off, you got to identify, is it a real issue or not? If it's a real issue, okay, then what can you do about it? All right. And then you do everything, you know, uh, if it's out, is it in, in your control? First and foremost, uh, do you have control over the outcome? If not, take a deep breath and say out loud, I'm, you know, I'm not going to worry about something that's outside of my control. Does it always work? No, but that can really make a, a big difference in acknowledging that negative emotion. And, and if you're worried, if what you're worried about is real and you have control on the outcome, decide on a logical course of action and you take action on it. And the key thing here is, is that, is if you try to, uh, to remain logical and clear headed 
you're going to be way better off. And and you've heard this quote from me before. I'm sure I've used it in the podcast before. But to share with you is that it's important to remember that logic and emotion are like oil and water. They don't mix. And when you become overly emotion, it impairs, impairs your good judgment. Um, I, I don't remember who I attributed this quote to, but it basically goes like this. Never make a decision when you're angry or upset. It's like letting a coward lead your army. And if you look back on your life and you think about like spontaneous decisions that you made in a, in a fit of anger or worry or rage or depression, they're almost never, there might be exceptions, almost never are they the right decisions, right? Every mile, every now and then, you know, you roll the dice, you come up with the, the, the you know, you get the right, right, what, what you roll the right number, right? But more often than not, the odds are against you. So the bottom line is, is that the more you're able to kind of maintain that clear head, then uh, the more likely you are to to end up being what in the best situation to have a, a long term positive effect. And you know, another thing that I think a lot of us don't do is we forget about all the stuff that we've overcome in the past. So next time you find yourself really concerned about some massive issue, I challenge you. I challenge you to think about other issues that you've had in the past that you've overcome, things that you've done that you've overcome that can kind of help you, uh, uh, you know, kind of get your head together. This is a real, real simple example, but I'm currently doing cryotherapy, and what cryotherapy is is that you there's lots of different types, but what I'm doing right now is I'm going into a chamber that's about 180 degrees below zero. It's like a reverse sauna, right? And uh, you build your, and the whole idea is you build up your tolerance. You start out at a couple minutes and you build up the maximums at three minutes and 30 seconds. And, and what's going on is you're wearing, um, you know, you're, wearing, you're wearing gloves and hat and a, a mouth guard or, you know, uh, and socks but, but no shirt and shorts on. And bottom line, it gets really cold. And uh, I go several times a week. I find it really, you know, good therapy for a lot of different reasons. But I went out there today and I found myself on the way out worrying about, oh, no, it's going to be so cold. Because, man, it, it, I tell you what, it's never easy to step into the chamber. And uh, and I reminded myself, boom, it just the thought process, oh, don't future worry. And then I got up there and I was thinking, I, I've built myself up to go into the max amount of time, three minutes and 30 seconds. And I, and what, what's been able to me to do that is I've really been working on my, my Wim Hof breathing, right? My deep breathing. It's almost hyperventilating, but not exactly, but similar. And that's really helped me to, to, uh, to, to basically, you know, get through the three and a half minutes surprisingly easy. Well, today I'm there and I hadn't, I've been gone for a couple of weeks and I hadn't uh, done it for a while. I find myself apprehensive wondering if I can do this again. Like, oh man, I don't know if I can make it. Like, would it be the end of the world if I had to get out of the chamber a little early? It's not, it doesn't mean anything. It would just be, the only thing would be hard on is my fragile male ego, right? But, uh, you know, okay, it's no big deal. But then I'd remind myself, wait a minute, no, past successes. Many times I've been concerned about it and I always get through it. Why would any today be any different? And that was able, because I was re- to remember past successes, I was able to calm my nerves enough to stay focused. Same thing applies like for like like woodbreaking or you know, when you're doing a, 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 in martial arts, it's a very common thing, right? And, and I've broken wood you know, hundreds of times in my career. But every time I do it, I tell you what, like I, my, uh, one of my teachers, Shion Mikhail Nishiyoshi told me one time, I never forgot, every time you break wood, it should be like your first time. And what that basically means is you need to take this very seriously. You need to take a breath in because that board doesn't know you've broken hundreds before. It's not going to break for you easy. You've got to focus and give it 100% of your effort, right? And then it's still not easy. It's just realistic. Well, so what what happens is because when I think, oh, I don't know, man, if I can do this or not, 
I take deep breath and I can think through all the other times I've been successful at that. And in that gives me the confidence to really project all my energy into it, right? Well, it's the same thing. Whatever worry you're facing right now, can you can you look back at other challenges that you didn't think you could overcome? Uh, you know, I, I look now, not that, not that uh, business is easy. I'm working really hard. Our business is good. We have this amazing team. Everybody's working real hard. But I'll tell you what, we've had, a, you know, as every business has had, as every person had, plenty of challenges. And we had a, 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 a about 12, 13 years ago, our business was, uh, we overextended ourselves. We opened way too many locations. And and we, uh, uh, we're we on the verge of, of filing for reorganization. I don't even like to say the word, filing for bankruptcy. We almost had no choice, right? And uh, I didn't want to do it. Fortunately, my business partner didn't either. And we, we uh, uh, decided we were going to figure it out. And I can't tell you how many sleepless nights there were, right, through that time to, to find a way. And what would we do? We didn't worry about where we were going to be in three years. We worried about or we concerned ourselves as a better firm. So how we get through the month, how we make payroll tomorrow. And when we got out of the way, okay, how are we going to? And, and step by step, what do you know? Fast forward 12 years, we dug ourselves out of an amazing hole, right? Or I did say it was amazing, a, a big hole. And uh, so what that what happens when other challenges come up? Man, that gives me the impetus to know that I can get through those too. But sometimes the first thought is, man, it can overwhelm you. Okay, so uh, a couple other things that I want to kind of th- th- throw at you that might be of, uh, of value when it comes to this is uh, the importance, uh, and I already said it, but I want to reiterate this again, and that is is, is just to do the best you, pr- you do the best you can to immerse yourself in things with which you have control over. Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, if I'm like concerned about, oh man, no one ever wants to do martial arts. Let's just say I know that's not true, but let's just say that was my concern because maybe I'm running a school and I don't have a lot of students coming in. You know, what I can do is pour myself into my class to make it the very best class I possibly can. Really connect with my students. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to get out of that class and you're going to step off the mat and you're going to go, wow, I love what I do. That's I have, It's such having a positive p- impact on other people. And the human mind is easily influenced by anything spoken with conviction. And what's going to happen is, is that, that I, once I do that, I'm going to be how do I say, you know, re-energized on the benefits of martial arts and that's going to ooze from every pore of my being and I'm going to find other opportunities to generate new members, right? So I don't know if that made any sense or not, but that, but hopefully you kind of get the gist of that. So a couple of other things and I'll, I'll let you go. This is a shorter podcast than usual and I, I don't want to just, uh, um, I wanted to give, be brief with this, but thorough. And, and I, I think I wanted to leave you with, okay, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, but the value of also of exercise can be amazing and kind of giving you that endorphin rush. And if you can do that, then great stuff will happen. So I hope you heard something that you can put to work, something that's of value. Uh, and, you know, in case I didn't mention this, uh, one other thing is that uh, one of the reasons that uh, uh, a lot of people will tend to spend more time worrying is because of a couple things. Number one is, is, is they don't really inform. They're not looking at the right sources for information. Right. So anytime you're 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 always going to look towards solution oriented things. Number one. Number two is surround yourself with people that them, they themselves tend to be very um, uh, focused on solutions rather than challenges. And by the way, that is a learned state. That's something that we, we can learn there. You know, I once read in Reader's Digest. Uh, they were talking about with the happiness quotient, and it may have even been a book. And in that book, he talked about how uh, the author talked about how people come into the world with a certain level of happiness. And let's say on a scale from one to ten, you might come into a, with a happiness quotient uh, of six. 
Someone else might come in with a four. Another person might come into an eight with an eight, and that's your net. That's your set point, right? And uh, well, the bottom line is is that with that, we have the ability to control that that point up or down two or three points based on our environment and our education, right? Who we surround ourselves with. Uh, and you know what we think about what we focus on and that's completely within our control so uh, just to kind of wrap it up if you tend to future worry number one uh, what can you do first and foremost just allow yourself some time every day to worry but have it be set so it doesn't consume you number two is is focus your thought process on solutions on how you can minimize those worries okay and then pour yourself into other things that are going to be positive and that they're going to be a a nice uh, uh, powerful distraction uh, make sure you you uh, make sure you get ample rest. Make sure you get exercise. Make sure you are de- are hydrated. All those things going to dramatically increase your pace. And whenever possible, really focus on past successes. And if you can do those things, hopefully you can minimize your worries. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you being a part of the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. And hopefully I'll see you next episode. Bye bye.